He calls for all of the churches to overcome. Like, listen, you have to overcome your love for money. You have to overcome your spirit, your spiritual death. Has it been a peaceful day, to say the least? A very, very peaceful day. You know, I'm well rested. Um, right now I'm just dancing and bathing in the Lord's presence. You know, going through the Lord's discernment, and the Lord has given me wisdom regarding so many different things as we continue to to move closer and closer and closer to His second coming. Amen. But today. Today's episode is going to be called, Is There Going to Be a Pre-Trib Rapture or a Post-Trib Rapture? And for those of you who don't understand what it is that I'm saying, what is pre-trib and post-trib? So there's a lot of debate in the throughout the body of, is there going to be a pre-tribulation rapture, meaning we're not going to have to go through the tribulation and Christ is going to come and he's going to take us up into the clouds? or is there going to be a post-tribulation rapture, meaning we're all going to have to go through the tribulation and then Christ will come up and take us up and give us our due reward and, and we'll be rewarded with his presence and uh, 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 his kingdom. But before I get into that, I want to say a quick prayer. Father God, in your mighty holy name, I plead the blood of Jesus once more on this microphone. Give me the strength. Give me the words I need to speak. Give me the daily bread I need to impart to your people. Help me dive in your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding once more. And help me make sense, try to make sense with the brethren regarding this controversial issue. I know this isn't really controversial, God, but I thank you for anointing me. I thank you for choosing me and allowing me and enabling me to do your will, Father God. In Jesus' name, let your will be done. Let your discernment be over this mic. Let your blood be over this microphone, over this temple, over this vessel, and over all of those who are within the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, so going into it, pre-trip rapture or post-trip? Um... So like I said, there's a lot of debate and I'm going to be reading from, uh, I'm going to be jumping all around. I'm going to be reading verses from Revelation, from Mark, from Matthew, from 1 Thessalonians, um, 1 Corinthians, John, you know, I'm going to be bouncing all around to, to tackle this, this really, really controversial topic throughout the body. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Matthew 24, uh, 29 through 30. And Jesus says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the son of man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. 
Father God, in your mighty holy name, once again, I plead the blood of Jesus over this message. Give me your spirit, Father God. Give me your discernment. Give me the wisdom to speak on what you want me to speak, the wisdom to know the truth. We know you are the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to you except through Jesus. Enable us. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so. Children of Yah, like it says, immediately after the tribulation does Jesus come in Matthew 24. And I'm going to follow it up with another verse from 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, verses 16 through 17. For the Lord himself will, de- will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. I like how it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and the dead in Christ will rise first. I I, kind of like that because, you know, the Bible teaches us to always lead from behind. It's not about our salvation to, uh, 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 per se, but it's about what we can do to save the souls of those who are lost and spiritually dead. So I just thought that was kind of interesting, but I digress. But First Thessalonians chapter 4 says... You know, we will rise up with the Lord after all these things. But a lot of people confuse this with the tribulation. It's two different events. You know, Matthew 24, like I said, it says immediately after the tribulation, Christ will come. And then 1 Thessalonians 4 says, then Christ will come and lift us up and the dead will rise first. The dead in Christ will rise first. Jump into Mark 13, verses 19 through 20. For in those days there will be tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the creation, which God created until this time, nor ever shall be. And unless the Lord had shortened the days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he chose, he shortened the days. And children of Yah, these two, uh, uh, these two verses, um, you know, a lot of people mix up the shortening of the time, I'm speaking of the verse of, of uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, is really Revelation uh, 3.10 that they mix up. But they mix up the shortening of the time with being taken up with the Lord. You know, there's a lot of confusion there, and I'm just going to offer some clarification. Revelation 3.10, for those of you who don't know, says, Jesus says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Children of Yah, none of this, everything, all the verses I've listed, Matthew 24, which says immediately after the tribulation, uh, the second coming of Christ will come. Uh, Mark 13, 9 through 20, the Lord is going to shorten the days for for those whom he chooses in the great tribulation. And Revelation 3.10 
which says, I will also, he taught, he tells the faithful church, I will keep you from the hour of trial, which is to come upon the whole world. So basically it supports the Mark 13 passage of him shortening the days. None of these verses say that we will be in heaven, but first Thessalonians chapter four says we will. When Christ comes, the people who are spiritually dead, they're going to rise first and then we're going to immediately follow. He saved the best for last. I love that. And so all of us are going to have to go through the great tribulation. And a lot of Christians, you know, a lot of Christians who don't have the spiritual discernment, you know, they don't study the Bible too much or not enough. And I say that with all due respect. You know, they think that we're going to be tax exempt from what is about to happen to the whole world. But children of y'all, this couldn't be further from the truth. We are very much going to be in the thick of it. You know, at least what the Lord intends for us. And children of y'all, what the Lord actually calls us to do during this time is to endure. And a lot of Christians, they're starting to freak out. You know, they're starting to see, they're starting to get, get a sense that the end is coming and that uh, 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 they're not ready. You know, like, like I said in my last episode, you know, there's going to come a time where you're going you're gonna to have to examine your own heart. There's going to come a time I would, I would might as well do it today. Might as well do it at the time you're listening um, um, to this uh, podcast episode. You might as well do it now. Like, man, am I really ready? Am I really doing the Lord's will? Some of us feel like we're so far away from doing the Lord's will because we just don't feel like we're worth it enough. Children, y'all, let me tell you guys something. If that's you, I want to encourage you. You are more than enough. The fact that you are alive and you can walk, you can talk, you can move, that is evidence that you are made in the image and likeness of God. And God has a plan for all of us. The Bible says that it's his will that none of these little ones should perish. So God doesn't want us all to die spiritually. God doesn't want uh, 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 not one of us to not catch um, the gospel, the kingdom, the great commission. He wants us all to be there. So by evidence and virtue of that, there is a purpose for you in all of this. And there is a plan for you to prosper and to give you a future and to give you hope in all of this. And so, like I said, the Lord calls all of us, regardless of what our life situation is, to endure. Because regardless of what happens here on earth, the real glory, the real treasure is either going to be in, is in heaven and then the new Jerusalem. Matthew 24, uh, verses 9 through 14. Then they will deliver you up, Jesus says, to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. 
So again, we see we see it's not it's not just uh uh verses twenty nine through thirty, but it's also uh Matthew twenty four fourteen where it says, and then the end will come. You know the the tribulation we're gonna see it. You know Jesus is telling the apostles and all of us what we're going to see during the great tribulation. A lot of people are gonna die. A lot of people are gonna uh, uh, betray one another. Now you're gonna see a lot of people selling selling each other out because you know they fear death. They fear having their lives taken away. And there's a verse in the Bible that says, "Whoever desires to." Uh, lose his life for my namesake will keep it and whoever desires to keep his life will lose it i don't know the number verse off the top of my head but it is definitely there revelation 2:10 do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer indeed the devil is about to throw some of you into prison christ is talking to uh um i believe it's the persecuted church but Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. And the common theme, children of Yah, to the seven churches in the book of Revelations is the Holy Spirit within Jesus is calling for all of the body to overcome. That, that is the one consistent word I have seen in the book of Revelation, in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. He calls for all of the churches to overcome. Like, listen, you have to overcome your love for money. You have to overcome your spirit, your spiritual death. You have to overcome the church being corrupt. You have to overcome the spirit of Jezebel. You have to overcome all these things. And what's cool is the Holy Spirit through Christ told the churches that he has a different gift for every single one of every single one of them and so i digress but if there was a a a pre-tribulation rapture then it would completely void the need to uh uh, endure and overcome i I want i want you guys to think about this if there was a pre-tribulation rapture none of the verses i just read to you would be there Remember, it says in Matthew 19, 24, and then the end will come. And then the end will come. And the end is pretty much the start of the second coming, the great white throne judgment, the fall of Babylon, and the new Jerusalem. So none of these things would exist if there was a pre-trib rapture. And the Bible would say something completely different. Yes, the Bible says, I will keep you from the hour of trial, which is to come upon the whole world. But it doesn't say, I will take you up with me and we will rejoice in my father in the clouds. It doesn't say that. And then the rest of the world will suffer through the tribulation as we sit there and watch. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. There's a reason why. Jesus tells us to endure. There's a reason why the common theme in the Bible is to suffer for the glory of Christ. There's a reason for that. And this is this whole story of pre-trib, you know, this is the great lie that the enemy has put out through the spirit of religion into deceiving believers to not be prepared for what is to come. Like, I don't, I don't need to worry about the world falling apart. You know, Christ is going to come before then, and then we're going to be with him and, and, you know, we're going to watch everybody else go through this. No, 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 no. 
you're going to go through the tribulation too, but you're not going to go through the whole tribulation. Remember, I read the verse that says, for the elect whom the Lord chose, he shortened the days. So most of us who serve the Lord and keep his commandments, we're going to get the trial version. But everybody else, they're going to get the full edition. They're going to get the full edition of the great tribulation. But even in this, the Lord has grace. Even in this, the Lord, all right, so you didn't make the first cut. Let's see if you make the second cut. Let's see how much you're willing to serve me in the great tribulation. But those whom the Lord has chosen, like I said, he's going to shorten that time. And then everybody else, you know, unfortunately, they're going to have they're going to be stuck. And then, you know, there's there's not going to be Father God, please forgive me of my sins. There's not going to be any of that. Because the decision is already made. But you just have to continue to serve the Lord. If you're in the great tribulation and the Lord is going to give you, like the Bible says, the Lord is going to give you a rightful place in the temple. Revelation 7, 14 to 17. And I said to him, so you know. And he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. And they shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. But the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Children of Yah, these are the ones who had to endure the great pain and suffering of, of the great tribulation. These are the multitudes of which the Lord, you know, will keep them from any further judgment. You know, they don't have to experience the, the lake of fire judgment. They don't have to go through the, uh, the great white throne judgment. These are the faithful ones. You know, they serve the Lord day and night. They do whatever they have to do. It, it gets to a certain point that they even neglect their fleshly needs. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. The things that we need to stay alive in this realm they neglect it and say, you know what? I'm already going through it. I'm just going to make a decision to serve the Lord any way I can. Now, children of y'all, what it doesn't say in any of the, uh, in this passage of the great tribulation is that the Lord lifted them up into heaven. It doesn't say that. Nor does it say uh, when John looked, they were in heaven, you know, where it says they will serve him day and night in his temple, it's much more um, metaphorical than one might think. And so you say, but Shaq, so where exactly is this temple if this temple is not in heaven? I'm going to read to you guys right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 16 through 17. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Children of y'all, we are the temple of God. It takes on a whole different meaning. 
They will serve him day and night in his temple. That means they will keep their vessels holy before him. Even when they make it out of the great tribulation, they, these guys, these are the ones, they, they don't cease. They don't cease to praise the Lord, to serve the Lord, to worship the Lord, and to keep his commandments. They don't cease. Even, no matter how hard it gets, they still keep his commandments. And so, children of Yah, the temple is us. And also to add, you know, it says that they serve him day and night, which means that the work of the kingdom was not done at that point. Even though we know it says in Matthew 24 that Christ will come immediately after the great tribulation. And so we're not going to be tax exempt, children of Yah. We're not going to be tax exempt. John 16, 33 says, these things I have spoken to you that In me, Jesus says, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Guys, this verse is so important because Jesus paved the way for all of us. Whether we're going to be stuck in the bulky portion of the fullness of the great tribulation, or whether we're one of the fortunate ones that he chooses to shorten the time before before the tribulation ends, before his second coming begins. This is such an important verse because without Jesus overcoming the world, we have no hope. There is a verse in Proverbs that says, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. A lost hope. And children of Yah, the spiritually dead in Christ, they're going to be the ones that have hope deferred. They're going to depend on their politicians. They want their politicians to save them. They want their idols to save them. They want their celebrities to save them. Some, you know, there are some people calling Donald Trump the second coming. There are some people saying that Donald Trump is Jesus. I've never heard such a a more ridiculous statement in my entire life. Absolutely not especially with some of the things I'm reading, but that's going to be a whole nother episode, a whole nother topic at another time. And when I have it well put together, maybe if the spirit leads me to talk about it, I will. But Jesus says, be of good cheer that he has overcome the world and that we are not going to be tax exempt from tribulation. Children, it's also important to know and to understand that all of the trials we go through, tribulation or no tribulation, they all serve as a test of our faith. And God loves to push the hard times on his children. Look, I just want to see how faithful you are, he says. I just want to see if you're really for real. Because there are a lot of people say, Lord, Lord, this, Lord, Lord, that. You know, they serve me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So I want to see if you're for real. I want to see how much you really love God. I want to see how much you love me after you lose all your friends. I want to see how much you love me after you lose your loved ones to division, discord, or even death. 
I want to see how much you love me when you lose your job. I want to see how much you love me when you get hurt, when you get betrayed, physically or emotionally hurt, rejected. I want to see how much you love me when the devil tempts your mind with thoughts of suicide, thoughts of depression, thoughts of hurting yourself. How much do you really love me? Children of Yah, all of these things are a test. All of these things are a test. 1 Corinthians 9, uh, 24 to 27. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but receives one prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. This is the very essence of endurance, children of Yah. This is the very, very essence of endurance. That's the whole gospel. I said in my last episode, the most blessed saints to ever live on this earth are the ones who go through the most amount of suffering. You cannot be a servant. You cannot be one of God's faithful servants and not be willing to rejoice in the sufferings. You cannot be one of God's chosen if you're not willing to make no kind of moves for the kingdom. You know, you're going to have to speak a little louder louder than the lukewarm stuff that most people post. You know, you could post, you know, praise the Lord, hallelujah. You know, you could post, you know, God is good. But when it comes to preaching the truth that the Holy Spirit is pushing you to, tre- to preach, the question is, are you going to have the courage to do it? The question is, are you going to keep God's command to do it? Because, children, y'all, I want you guys to understand something. Truth is love. When you love someone, you tell them the truth. You tell them a truth that might shell shock them for a little bit, but that truth is expected to set them free. Because that's what Jesus said to his disciples. You will all know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And he who the Son has set free is free indeed. And so, like I said in my last episode, Luke 6, 26, woe to those whom all men speak well of, as their fathers did to the false prophets. You know, being popular is not the goal, children of y'all. Enduring for the kingdom is the goal. Persevering for the kingdom is the goal. Making one more move for the kingdom is the goal. I may not be the most amazing person in the world, but you know what? I can take one step towards the kingdom. I can sacrifice for the kingdom today. I can go against my flesh. Today, I wanted to sleep all day. Because I I wanted to take, I, I took sort of took a day off. Not really. I worked earlier, but I wanted to sleep all day. 
But instead of sleeping all day, I worked on my message. Instead of sleeping all day, I went in prayer for a little bit. And I started to meditate on the things of the spirit. And children, how many of you understand that when you meditate on the things of the spirit, it's such a peaceful place. Like all I hear in the spirit is water. You know, I, I can smell that sweet smelling aroma. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place to be as a believer. And so when we're called to go through the great tribulation, I want you guys to understand, never take your eyes off the prize. Never take your eyes off the kingdom of God. Never take your eyes off of what Christ has done for you. Never take your eyes off of the Holy Spirit. Always do everything you can to make sure the Holy Spirit always has a place to dwell in. Do everything you can to keep your temples holy. There's a verse in the Bible that says, my people come out of her. Put the things that you sacrifice to idols down. Stop paying attention to the selfie game and start paying attention to the salvation game. If you haven't. This is what we're called to do. And so in closing, I'm going to say this. There is no pre-trib. There is no pre-trib. The pre-trib was a lie. There's no pre-trib. So the post-trib is going to is going to get rough. It's going to get rough. And children of y'all, we don't have much time left. We don't have much time left to prepare. Yes, you know, stock up on rations. Yes, you know, stay submitted in prayer fast, always wait on the Lord's instructions. Be like, be like a soldier in God's army. Stand at attention and wait to receive orders from the commander himself, from the king himself. So do everything you need to, uh, to prepare in this world. And then when the Lord speaks to you, when you align your mind and your spirit with the Lord, and he gives you your first mission, I want you guys to understand, as soon as he gives you that first word, that first what to do, you're going to have your victory. Remember, I said that it's God's will that none of these little ones should perish. The Lord doesn't want to see you die. He wants to see you fly. He wants to see you be one of the greatest servants that has ever walked this earth for his namesake. Some of you are sitting on some of the most amazing ministries. Some of you are sitting on a gift that can help probably thousands of people. Some of you, you're sitting on your whole flock right now. Children, I want to encourage you. Let's do more. Let's set our, our fleshly worries, our, our fleshly fears aside. And let's go out and do more as we prepare for the tribulation, as we prepare for the second coming of Christ, because my biggest fear is being left behind. I don't want to be left behind. In the end, I want 
Christ to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to receive the crown of life. I want to be in the book of life. Children, y'all, test everyone around you to see whether or not they are of God. There's a lot of people out there trying to get you to turn every which way. But if you and, and some of those voices, they're going to get to a point where they're going to be so overwhelming that you actually lose the voice of the Holy Spirit and then you're going to be sad all over again. And then you, you're not going to move. You're going to be rendered ineffective. I don't speak that over all of you, but that's a consequence of listening to the wrong voices. So me, what I'm encouraging you all to do is to always, always seek the Lord first and foremost. Okay? But that's all I have for today. Today was a very short episode. It was a very calming, soothing episode. I pray that you guys go sow in Jesus' name, go grow in Jesus' name. You can reach me at uh, Yahweh Rise on Instagram, or you can email me at Yahweh Rise at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook. You can type in Yahweh Rise Podcast. My name is also Shaquan Woody. But let's do it, guys. Let's do it. Let's endure and let's persevere. He who endures to the end shall be saved. I love you all. God bless you all. And have a good evening. Thank you.